0: Welcome to the Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast. Thomas Miller here, coming to you from Lord Jupiter, being a snowbird in the state of Florida, invading the place. In January, the door is open, so you might hear some of the sounds of the little area, the neighborhood where I am, and that will bring you right into the whole experience. (laughs) Hey, I'd like to talk today about the subconscious mind. And this comes from some conversations that I was having with Folks and friends over the weekend here that I just thought sprung some ideas that we should all review together. What came from this is that very few of us, very few of us, wake up every morning thinking about what we can reprogram in our subconscious mind. (laughs) It's just like not one of the first thoughts. It's more like, what we have to do at work that day, or we have to get the kids to this or that event in the afternoon, or it's the pressing things of life, and then those consume us. And then as we move through, we realize we are months down the road and we haven't touched our spiritual game. So this is just to bring us back to the reminders and the thoughts that there is this other work of why we're occupying space and time on this planet, and that is to grow our soul, to move things forward. And we're going to talk in just a few minutes in the middle of this why I believe that this is the most powerful time to make substantial changes in our entire composition of our subconscious soul structure, that we don't want to miss this opportunity. So this is just a realignment to say, This energy is here. It is with us. It is now. But don't get distracted by all the dailiness and you miss it. We'll talk about more of that here in just a second. But let's lay the groundwork. So when do we identify something as a subconscious issue that we do need to focus on? Well, I have to tell you that I am probably one of those rare few that gets up in a lot of mornings with journal in hand or at least thought in mind Of looking for things to transform. I actually embrace it. I realize that through astrology, actually through my study of astrology, that my whole life purpose is transformation. So it has to start here first. So I'm actually opening up and welcoming opportunities to explore transformation or to explore changes. So it is something that I focus on a lot. But typically, here's kind of the process something happens. And we'll make a list of those here in a second. And it makes an impression on our soul. We have a part of us that is plugged in and connected to the all-in-all, to the universe, to God, to highest source, to the creative plane. this is where the religious doctrine... Oh, I'm getting ready to do a series. I'm making notes. We're going to do a little series here on some of the religious stuff. Because this is where the religious doctrine has led us astray. And this is coming out more and more. And don't get me wrong, this is not an attack, because I think at the same time that a lot of what our world needs are some of those fundamentals of the belief systems that will bring us back to some kind of planetary sanity. But there also is the distorted side. You know that in the book of Genesis, it says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. But God is the word Elohim, and Elohim is a word in the Hebrew that can be interpreted as singular or plural. And when you interpret it as plural, God's created, then you start to explore who are the Elohim. Who are the Elohim as opposed to who is Yahweh, the one true source. The Elohim is the creative plane, folks. This is the incredible part. And yet, if you stand up in church and say, we are Elohim in training, if you will, that's one way to look at this. We are gods. This is when Wayne Dyer says, you have God in you, Elohim. At least Elohim in training, at least an apprentice Elohim. And that's why we're here. We are here to develop that God part of us that is equal to In the beginning, God created the heavens. It's that Elohim level of God. I know this is kind of deep, but what I want you to understand is that you are plugged in to God within you. This is where Hemet says, we are connected to the home office. I love that line. That's what I want you to understand. That's what I want you to just let that sink in. And that is what Freud and Jung and Joseph Campbell and all the others who have written about the subconscious mind didn't have the full connection, but this is what's coming up and being exposed to us now. So there is Yahweh, that's God, that's source, that's highest source, that's, that's the ultimate presence in the universe. But often in church, we pray to God when really we're praying on the level of Elohim, and Elohim were also gods, but on a different level. I hope that makes sense. Look it up. Do a study on that if you'd like to go deeper. The difference between Yahweh and the Elohim. But, I mean, just I really want to drill in the point. You have that in you, and it gets blocked. It gets clogged up. It's like an old drain where you have dog hair going down it. At some point, you're going to have to clean that drain out. All right, so I think that there are two main categories. Let's just say for this purpose, two types of subconscious programs that often affect us. One we'll call embedded. Think of it like you came with a microchip with this programmed into it. You know, we're all hearing about these microchips and digital ID and all this stuff now. We'll just say that you, it's like you came in with a microchip and that means that it could have come from a past life. I've told the story of my of the removal of my noggin that happened many years ago. That came forward time after time after time after time. And then finally, under this energy that I'm going to advocate in a minute, it was released. It wanted to come to this time to say, you haven't been able to get rid of it for a thousand years. Now you can. So past lives, current lives, which may, by the way, have originated in the womb if your mom was exposed to negative events that you picked up on before you were born? Absolutely. Or let's say that someone treats us a certain way over time, perhaps a parent. I heard the story that you hear the sirens in the background. I'm not sure (laughs) if you hear that or not, but it's like, I got the door open. It's a beautiful morning. So, I was with some folks this weekend uh, who I have kind of adopted as kids, and their precious little son is uh, like a grandbaby to me now, and I was with them, and they have a dog, and the dog was rescued, and I heard the story of the rescue, and this dog was wandering the streets, surviving. When they adopted it, they specifically went after those characteristics in the dog that were obviously connected to its abandonment and they started to work on those characteristics and they mostly were able to reprogram it it's amazing animals it's so cool to watch how this same thing shows up in the animal world but they were not able to get all of it and sometimes wee little moments poke through I told you all in stories past about the little dog that we found at our farm when I was growing up that had been abandoned and abused. And we adopted it and never could love that fear out of little Katie, the dog. She was always scared. If you like raised your hand, if you raised your arm, scratch your head, Katie would run under the table. She just We never could get that out of her. And we gave her lots of love. So that's the same kind of thing. We have stuck embedded chips in us that come with a program that comes from somewhere in the past. Another one of these embedded things can also be habits that we develop that become a way of being. So it is worth watching any kind of repeated behavior. Now, the other category is what I kind of like to consider flash programming. So this is not that you have the embedded chip. It's not like an operating system for you. These are more like pop-up events, okay? Episode number one of this whole podcast was when the pastor sat me down at the tennis courts in Vail, Colorado, and a very influential person in my life looked right at me and said, you are the biggest disappointment in my entire ministry. I heard nothing else the rest of that day. Flash programming. It was so strong that I set out then at about 24, 25 years old to become a disappointment because I wasn't going to disappoint him again. The other area of flash programming that's a really good example is either uh, an accident or somebody is sent to war and you are experiencing something horrific. I'm not going to elaborate on those. You know exactly what we're talking about. So Embedded programming, something that comes with us, it might even come have come forward from past lives, but it is something that can be attributed to a more methodical, ongoing kind of programming. And then the flash programming of something that happens quick and suddenly, but it is hugely impactive. Now, I've been mentioning that I really believe that this is an era when our souls chose to come to the planet in order to release so much of this stuck stuff. January 12, 2020. Two planets in the sky. And uh, you may be into astrology, you may not. But just hear me out on this. Two planets in the sky that both mirror back to us karma, restriction, transformation, death, and rebirth. The planets, one we can see, one we cannot. Saturn and Pluto. Saturn orbiting the Earth at just under a billion miles away in space. Think of that. Pluto, 3.3 billion miles away. Saturn with a diameter of 72,000 miles. Pluto, smaller than our own moon, with a diameter of just under 1,500 miles. Yes, this energy in space reflecting back as above, so below. These two images, these two mirrors of karmic transformation were aligned at exactly the same point in the sky on January 12, 2020. Because of Pluto's vast distance away, it only is in position to do that at a minimum of every 250 years. It just so happens that the last time these two were together in the sky was the year 1518. And the next time they will be together at exactly the same point is 750 years from now. You see why I say that this is something not to overlook? Don't ever forget the magnitude of this. And also, I believe personally that because they move so slowly, that this is not something that is going to pass by quickly. This is going to be, I believe, certainly available energy to tap into for the rest of my life and probably even for those of you younger listeners for your entire life. So it's something that we've actually had available to us, but now it just seems that we are in the peak time of this transformation being available to be supported by the universe. So the question is then, How can we even get into a daily practice of where we start to recognize and look for and work on these things in a way that is truly beneficial and not something that we fear? I think we fear the takeaway. Well, you can transform without having to get clubbed over the head. It's called being awake, being conscious, not resisting. So let's look at how we can identify these areas that we can reprogram. Here is Subconscious Mind 101 again. Look at what results you get naturally without having to put forth any effort. You say, I always screw up relationships. Money is like sand through my fingers. I always get sick during the holidays. (laughs) You know, it's like... These are recurring patterns that you don't have to do anything. They just happen. They seem to happen. That's identify that as a subconscious program, an embedded chip, perhaps, that wants to be reprogrammed. A result you get without much effort. All right. Number two, what do you resist? What do you resist within yourself? What are you afraid to look at? What closets do you keep the door shut? Open them up. What do you resist about or within another person? Something about somebody just triggers something in you. Oh you, can't, oh, you can't stand it. That's a subconscious program. What do you resist within your environment? And by that, I mean anything from your home and family, your kids, your spouse or your significant other, your town, your job, Anything about the environment in which you operate that you push against. And then the third that I wrote down is similar to the first. It's what you cannot seem to achieve. So, in other words, success is always around that next corner. Or you say, I can't ever get a break. All right now, think about that. In a world of 8 billion people, breaks are happening to people every day. Lucky breaks, quote unquote, right? They're happening all the time. But if you say, I can't ever get a break, that's a subconscious program. So recognize it for what it is. Recognize all of these things for what they are. So if you wanted to do a daily journal practice for the next 90 days, you could write those three things down. Number one, what seems to show up in my life without any effort? What am I resisting? And what boulder can I not seem to push over the hill? Now, what do we do with it? Well, number one, summons the energy that is with us to reprogram this. Saturn and Pluto. I mean, literally, say to the sky, you're saying it to obviously Elohim, to God, to even Yahweh. I want help to change these things. I know that this energy is strong. I am willing to open the doors. I'm willing to dump the drawers out. I'm willing to open even that secret chamber that's behind the painting that nobody knows about. I'm willing to open it all and look at it. I ask in return that you be gentle and benefic in my exploration. I'm willing to not resist. I'm willing to make the changes. And I'm asking for help. That's number one. Just put the intention out there. Second... If it is emotionally safe for you to do this, and for some it would be and for some it wouldn't be, trace whatever the issue is back to the first point of origin in your life and make notes of everything that you can reconnect with that was happening to you at that time. And that's why I say, only do this if it is safe emotionally for you to do it. For some people, it's not. And it's not a necessary step. I find it to be a helpful step, but we don't have to go digging up old bones and all the details of old bones in order to change. You don't. I just think that it's helpful in my brain and my mind to find the points of origin and to know why the programming got stuck there in the first place. You may not need that. You may just hop right on by. Now, the third step, and this is kind of a jump step, is that you realize that it may have come in from the past and was brought forward to be released. That's where you really catch some stuff, because we tend to think back to our birth or like, say, time in the womb, but we don't go back past that. I would really invite you to open up that exploration as well. All right. Step number three think of the opposite action, behavior or thought of what you've identified. This is not a complete step and there's so much more that would go into this, but I'm just giving you kind of hitting the high points here of actions that you could take that you can reprogram so much stuff just with this little formula. How to identify it and how to change it. So you think of the opposite behavior and then what you're going to look for is the solution Perhaps somewhere in the middle. Let's just use an example that probably a lot of us today could get frustrated with. I always get mad in traffic. Well, what's the opposite of that? Obviously, to be nice in traffic, or to be mellow in traffic, or to realign your driving habits like I have been basically forced to do since I bought this van. And that is, stick yourself over in the right lane and do about 60 miles an hour and see what happens. <laughs> I mean, it's like that's what I do now. I just hold space in the right lane, and I let all the cray cray happen around me. And it's really becomes a show. I mean, they ought to sell tickets to it. They ought turn all these freeways, these toll roads that they've got now, that were you know, as soon as the road was paid for, they were supposed to take the toll booth down. Yeah, huh? Well, take that. And turn it into a sideshow because that's really what it becomes. And you can just sit back and watch because you're not trying to be in the fray of, uh, you know, zip zap getting in front of this person or that. But you just, that's opposite behavior. That's turning it around. I, now, traffic still, <laughs> like, <laughs> traffic is still a challenge for me. I'm still working on that one. That's why it's a good example for me. May not be for you. Mine is not now so much reacting from an emotional standpoint as much as it is from a fatigue standpoint. Traffic exhausts me. And that's still is an inside reaction. So rather than, I mean, why would I allow my body to be depleted of energy when I'm just sitting in a chair? So I have to get to where the act of driving is just as effortless as the act of sitting here talking into this microphone. And actually, that's a way that I could kind of use to reprogram it. See, there's there's a flip right there. Well, I need to make driving as easy and fun for myself as this is. I love doing this. Transmute this into that. I think I'm going to do that. Then lock it in. So the next step four is focus for 90 days. Three months, folks. We're going for the long game here we're using that energy is what we're doing. Focus for 90 days on that opposite until it has become a pattern and a habit. Now you have used the reprogramming to your advantage, but you have to lock it in. They say 30, I would go 90. Then as a concluding exercise, pray, invite, ask for the next steps. Make it very clear to the universe just how serious you are about this. And then ask for the next steps to be shown to you. And obviously watch and wait for the answers. Also, while you're paying attention to things, remember my story of how the beheading issue got completed was that I had this fear reaction after having done all this work. So I just asked about that was like, I shouldn't be having that kind of a reaction here now with all this work that I've done. Was this related to that? And that was just my exploration. And the answer came back, yes. So there was still more. See, there's always, I mean, until you get it flushed out, until you hit the bottom of the release, and you'll know, I mean, when it's gone, it's gone. That fear released completely that day. The episode is back in January of 2021, if you'd like to go back and listen to it. But it completely released. Before, I had an unhealthy fear that drove my behavior ending up in results that I didn't have to work for. And now I would say I have a normal, healthy, respectable fear of how anybody else operating, like I say, in any kind of bandwidth of normal would have. I know that that was resolved. All right, I hope that's helpful for you. I just think the world of this process, it has changed so much in my own life. And I just thought, let's summarize it and let's bring it under the microscope of Saturn and Pluto because the energy is so strong for you to do the same thing and to identify and release things that your soul has wanted to get rid of for a long, long, long time. Hey, if you're not in our Facebook group, we'd invite you to join us. It's the Subconscious Mind Mastery and Fun Astrology Podcast listeners group in Facebook. You do have to answer four questions. And please don't shortcut that because we want people who want to join that group to engage. We just don't want fence sitters. We want folks that want to get in the action and have a conversation about what's going on in your life. So answer those four questions. Come join us in the group. And then on Sunday nights, we are still doing, I mean, this is being recorded in January of 2023, and we are still doing the Level Up meetings on Sunday nights at 8 p.m. We would love to have you join us for that, too. All of this and these tools and this podcast and all the efforts that we do around here to help you enjoy your journey. I'm Thomas Miller. Thank you for listening.